But you know, God has given us a word this morning, and I'll tell you what, this, this, I want to pray before I start, because this is a special sermon, because uh, the Holy Spirit has been churning this in my heart for about three weeks. Oh, brother, maybe longer. Uh, but I want to pray. Father, I thank you for this morning, for those that are here, and Lord, I thank you that you're going to do a mighty work this morning and show us your way. Jesus' name. I want to preach a message I call, Jesus is my lighthouse. Amen. And I'm going to tell you the reason why, because a few months, maybe about a month or so, I'm going to say a month, I was driving in my truck, and I've always knew the song, okay? I've always know, known what the song was about. But I was just, and Isaac was sitting on the side of me, was in the truck, was going to look at a job or something in my pickup truck. And you know what? The tears started rolling. I said, man, I don't want to lose it in front of my son. <laughs> God started ministering to me, and he started preaching the lighthouse. And I was, today I was in the back, and a story came to my, my heart. Years ago, I heard this. There was a man, he was, you know, you was working on the water line, and, and he, was, he was driving a big ship. You ever see the big old tankers you see on, on TV? I mean, them things are humongous. And he's driving, and it's dark. And foggy. And all of a sudden he sees the light. And he gets on there and he, th he thinks it's another ship. <laughs> and he says, he says, hey, this is Captain such and such. My God, <laughs> I better, I'm going to be running like you, even. <laughs> he said, this is Captain such and such. Turn so much degrees to the right. And he got a reply. He says, you turn so much degrees to the right. He said, wait a minute. I'm a captain, man. I'm telling you, you better turn, turn to the right. He said, no, you turn to the right. And he was getting upset about this time. So he says, I'm telling you right now, I am captain so-and-so. You turn so much degrees. He said, I am the lighthouse. You turn so much degrees to the right. <laughs> You better listen when the lighthouse speaks. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> Turn with me to John real quick. Praise God. And I'm going to just preach a little bit to you. And I want to I sing a song after I'm finished. Amen. How many glad you're in church this morning? Amen. I want to thank God for Kelsey there. She just gave her heart to Christ, right? We rejoice with you, baby. That's why I'm only mentioning. I don't want to embarrass you. But we love to see souls saved. Amen. Amen. God is good. You know, Kelsey, you don't have to go to hell anymore. <laughs> you know, if you die today, you know where you're going to be? You're going to be in the arms of Jesus. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great feeling, praise God. I thank God for it. Amen. I love to see souls saved. If I could see that every day, I'd quit my job, hallelujah, and just save souls. <laughs> oh, I love. I remember one time I was, I was preaching. I was in the dump truck. I was picking up some sand. And I went in a little building. You know how they have the little lunch rooms they sit, the little snack room. There. And you know they have some guys in there. And one recognized me. You're the preacher. He shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Boy, I started preaching, man. I started preaching Jesus. I was, I was going down there. I was just preaching. <laughs> listen, they were sitting there listening. Then I got out and I went in my truck. And you don't understand. They dig them big pits. And you go in a hole and you the load. And I got down there and the guy on the, the loader. Came to me and said, man, I want to hear more about Jesus. Yeah. I led him to the Lord in that hole. <laughs> Listen, I love it. 
I love it when people get saved. I love to see people surrender to Jesus. Amen. Because I know where I would be if I hadn't. Amen. Listen to me, praise God. Where would you be if you wouldn't have got saved? Where would you be if your life wouldn't have been changed? If Jesus would not come into your life, where would you be? I want to read verse 5, and I'm just going to break in. This Oh, I'm jumping to John chapter 1. You're supposed to be listening faster than I talk, all right? <laughs> Hallelujah. You're supposed to be. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> John is on the, coming on the scene, and, and Jesus is identifying John. And you know, if you read the Bible, that Jesus said John was one of the greatest prophets to ever live. And I thought about that. Wait a minute, what about Moses? What about Elijah and Jeremiah? Come on, somebody. Ezekiel, Isaiah. What about all them guys? But Jesus spoke of John as the most important prophet to ever live. Because you know why? He was preparing the way for Christ. He was the last Old Testament prophet. Come on, Jesus. Because after John, there comes Jesus. And after Jesus, there comes salvation. The new covenant has started. If you read your Bible, you know there's an Old Testament and a New Testament. The Old Testament people were looking for the cross. We look back to it. Come on, somebody. They were looking forward. We're looking back. Do you know everything in history means nothing without that death on the cross? That's where time started for us, society, when man decides to make it right with God. One thing, one moment in time, where a man called Jesus died on the cross, and life, life forever changed. Men have been set free. Men can go to heaven now. Before that, that couldn't happen. Men could not go to heaven. They'd go to paradise. You know the story. I'm not going to get off on all of that. But for the, those that were righteous before Christ, they had a place set aside in, under the earth. No one could go to heaven till Jesus came and died on the cross. My Lord, I feel it. Praise God. Jesus went down. In the Bible called Hades or hell. He didn't go to the fiery hell. He went down to paradise, which separated hell and paradise, where the Old Testament saints would go. And he had to go down there, and they had to repent and receive him before they can go to heaven with him. He said he went and he preached to those that were in prison. Even though they weren't suffering, they wanted to go meet, meet the Father, right? They wanted to go meet God. So Jesus died on the cross. He went down into paradise, and he preached to them. He preached to them. And they had to receive him before they can be raptured up or caught up with him into heaven. But John was quite a character. If you ever read your Bible long enough, you're going to find out he sticks out more than anybody. Because here he is in the wilderness wearing camel's hair. <laughs> Come on, he wasn't like the polished preachers they had at that day. Come on, but 
He wasn't the one. He wasn't the one that was wearing the white robes and the, and, and, and the scriptures tied around their wrists. And they would wear little boxes on their head, you know, with scriptures and stuff. And they would walk around. He said, and they would appear on the men to be righteous. But inside, they were nothing but dead man's bones. They wasn't alive. They were pretending. They were pretending to know God. How many people you know think they know God and they don't? They pretend to know God. Come on, Holy Ghost. They pretend. But John is preaching. John is coming on the scene. And it says here, and, and, and he, he wasn't the light. As powerful as John the Baptist was, he was not the light. As powerful in the Lord as you get, you're not the light. Come on. You bear Jesus' light. Because a, a light that is a, a house that's set on the hill Cannot be hid, right? Jesus said, you don't put your candle on the, a bed. You put it on a lampstand where people can see it. Right? John the Baptist was a light, but he wasn't the light. He was bearing the light. If you're born again this morning, you are a bearer of the light. Come on, Jesus. You're a bearer of the testimony of Jesus. Oh, I feel it, praise. The testimony of Jesus Christ in your life and what he's done in your life. If that light don't burn, you don't know him. <laughs> Come on. If that light don't shine, if that love for Christ don't shine, if that, that, that passion for Jesus doesn't shine, if you're not ready. Listen, like I, I was telling McKelsey there. Listen, I, I get excited when people get saved. I want them to be saved. When you lead a person to the Lord, they ain't going to hell anymore. They're going to rejoice with you in glory one day. They're going to worship God. They're going to be with God forever. And John has said this. this. This is what it says about John. And I want to uh, start in uh, chapter 1, verse 5. And it says, And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Come on, Jesus. You know, Jesus is out there, and he's out there to save. The world doesn't want him. The world pushes him off. I was looking in a magazine in Walmart, and listen, it just got me. I get angry easy when it comes to what they say about Jesus. They had a hundred influential people that changed the world. Sure, they had a little picture of Jesus, but they had Ophrah, and they had, they had that one and this one. I said, come on, man. How the heck you could put Ophrah comparison to Jesus? What life has she changed? What has she done to change the world? But draw it away from God. But that's the world, okay? But they cannot denounce Jesus. Who's the most influential person that ever walked this planet? His name is Jesus. He's more important than Ophrah. He's more important than Hassan Gandhi over there in, in India. He's more important than Muhammad. He's more important than Allah. He's more important than any. He is Jesus. Come on, somebody. He is Jesus. The Savior of your soul. He is the light. He is the lighthouse. He's the one that brings light so you don't have to go astray. And you don't have to run into something. He is the one that bears the light. He is the one that shines in the midst of darkness, okay? Come on, somebody. I'm going to get you excited this morning. He is the hope. He is the peace. 
He is the joy. He is the salvation. Not Ophra. Not uh, all these other yo-yos that think they're important in life. They're going to die and face God one day. And if they don't know them, they're going to burn forever. Nobody's going to care about them. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Who's your light? <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Listen to me. I've had to come to some decisions, even recently, about my faith. Listen, my faith has to be solely in Jesus Christ. Nothing else. I, I have to look at everything in the light of God's word. When I see politics, I got to look at God's word. When I see religion, I got to look at God's word. When I see people, I got to look at what God's word says. This church operates on the light of God's word, not on the light of Lenny or you. It's on the light of God's word, what God says, right? How does God present Jesus? He is the light. Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Listen, where would you be today if Jesus Christ would not come into your life? Me and this lady wouldn't be married. Might be in hell. I'd have destroyed her. We'd have destroyed our lives. Nothing, everything would have fell apart. Because Jesus came in, our thinking changed. Come on, Holy Ghost. Our attitude changed. Our spirit, we had to grow. We didn't, it didn't happen overnight. Kelsey, it ain't gonna happen. You're gonna change a little bit at a time, baby. Don't, don't try to eat the whole bill of hair in one, one day. It ain't gonna happen. Take one little bite at a time. Take one, I tell people that when you come to Christ, take one little bite at a time. Take one little bite at a time. Don't try to, listen, I like ice cream, but I don't sit down with the whole gallon in one, one serving. <laughs> I'll choke myself. <laughs> I gotta bite a little bit at a time. Listen. People say that, you might say that ice cream is good, but I don't taste it. Well, you want some of it? <laughs> and I'm spiritually speaking. <laughs> I like Rocky Road. I got my new flavor now. Uh, peanut butter party. <laughs> peanut butter, I call it? Anyway, a lot of chocolate peanut butter cups inside it. Swirling chocolate all in that vanilla. Oh, man, look, Susan. <laughs> it's called peanut butter party. I like peanut butter party. And when I go to the ice box and I know, can't see it? I ain't happy. I got to choose some of that secondhand stuff. <laughs> Come <on>. Seriously. <laughs> I like the real stuff. <laughs> you, I ain't lying to you, Axel. When I go to that ice cream, whatever you call it, freezer, I don't want peanut butter party. <laughs> but <laughs> I want the real stuff. Right? He says, he came into the world. The light came into the world and the world didn't even know him. Religion didn't know him. People that were supposed to know better didn't know him. Come on. Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, I'd rather sit with young Christians that are just feeding on the word of God and a bunch of religious nuts that think they know everything. Because I want to be around people that are hungry. I don't want to be around people who think they know it all. 
think they got it figured out. I ain't got it figured out. I only know one thing. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now I'm growing every day. I'm a pastor of this church, but I got a lot to learn. But I got a lot of ways. God is showing me every day. Just lately, in a few weeks, I've been seeking God. Tears running down my eyes, man. I said, God, help me. I want to know. I want to know your will. I want to know your way. I want to know you. Listen, I ain't interested about who's going to be the next president. I want to know. God help me. You know what he told me the other day? I was praying. He said, son, I want you to get my people ready. I'm coming. That's what, that's what I heard him say. He said, you get my people ready for me to return. I'm coming. I said, I, I said God, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, Jesus is coming. Hey, man, the light is coming. Come on, somebody. That power, that glory is coming. He's coming to take us out of this place. Hey, man, if you ain't saved, you better get saved today because it could be today. Could be before this service ends. He's coming. Somebody say, He's coming. coming. Hallelujah. If that don't excite you, you need to get right. Hallelujah. It gets me excited. I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't want to stay here. I want to go. I want to worship at the feet of Jesus. You think about that. I want to be in His presence, y'all. I want to be where the light is. Listen. I've been examining a lot of stuff. When I see some so-called believers, I said, there's no light there. They're preaching another Jesus. I want to preach Jesus. This church has to be Jesus. You get where I'm coming from? You have to be in Jesus. This ministry has to be about Jesus. It's got to be about him. We make it us, we're just going to be like the rest of them. Come on, Holy Ghost. We gotta, it's got to be about the light. You might be a bearer of the light, but you're not the light. Hallelujah. Come on, Holy Ghost. I might be a bearer of the light, but I'm not the light. It has to be about Jesus, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, This man came, talking about John the Baptist, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not the light. You're not the light. I'm not the light. I was there to bear witness of the light. That was the true light. Come on, Holy Ghost. Which gives light to every man coming into the world. What? There's not a human being born in this planet that can't experience that light. He came, died for all men. All, everybody sinned. But all men don't want it. All men don't want the light. Look, listen, brothers, just let me tell you. When I look into my heart and I see darkness, my God, God, I don't want it there. You understand what I'm saying? When I see things that don't line up with God, Jesus made it very clear. You can't eat at the Lord's table and the devil's table at the same time. You can't walk in the darkness and expect light to shine. I heard somebody say that hell is dark. You hear what I'm saying? Hell is a, a, a darkness that means you can't comprehend. You know why? Because there's no light there. There's suffering. See, a lot of people that are hurting right now, it's just a little taste of what's going to come if they don't let the light of Jesus come into their lives. Because hell is real. Hell is nothing to play with. And you can imagine suffering forever and ever in eternity with no relief, with no hope of ever stop suffering, with no hope of release, no peace, no joy, just constant torment. He talked about the man... The rich man in Lazarus said that that rich man 
was tormented in this flame because he was on fire, but he couldn't die. My God, you stop and think about what I'm saying. He wanted just one little drop of water, Ray, on his tongue. He was the rich man having living his life like he wanted. When he died, the beggar, Lazarus, died at the same time. He knew Jesus. He didn't have no money. Lazarus was just looking for crumbs to eat. The dogs licked his sores. He was so infected with disease. But he knew Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead and read that in Luke 19. You're going to see what I'm talking about. He knew Jesus. My Lord, I can preach on that, brother. Let me tell you something. Just because you don't have a pocket full of money, that don't, listen, they got more rich people going to hell than, than, than poor people. And I don't want to be harsh. They got some, I'm not saying all rich people are going to hell. Listen to me. Because it's where the heart is, right? But men in this world that, that don't have nothing, they're, most of the time, they seem to turn to the Lord. Right? Some of the greatest miracles that are taking place on this planet are taking place in poverty-stricken places. Because there ain't a Walmart to go to. And there ain't a J.C. Penney. And there ain't, and they ain't uh, all these places, you know, doctors or nothing. They got to believe the Lord. They got to believe the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? They have no other choice. Faith has to be there. Or they'll die. That's the light. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Drawing to the light. That, ain't, listen, we, we enjoy some leisure and freedom now, but it ain't always going to be like that. Because they're constantly eating at our freedom. They constantly want to take away your rights to worship, your rights to bear arms, your rights to, 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 to openly express yourself. They, they, they're working on it right now. It's It's coming. You might have to come to church one day at the edge of a gun, at the penalty of death. It happens all over the world right now. China, one of the biggest churches in the world, Lawrence, is in China. Christianity is outlawed. How is that? They got a bigger church in China than they got in America. You know why? They're underground. They know it's real. They're going to risk their lives to go to church. Come on, somebody. The, oh, fuck. They, you hear me? We look for any little reason to miss church. But they, they go to church and they might not come back. But in America, we, we got it made. See, that's the reason why the church is so lazy. Because they're selling their birthright. Come on, Jesus. Yeah. You remember Esau and Jacob? Esau. He, he sold his birthright for a bowl of soup because he had no respect for what was spiritual. But when it comes to take his material things, he wanted to kill Jacob. Hmm? Remember when Isaac, if you read your Bible, when Isaac blessed Jacob instead of Esau? See, Esau wanted that money. Come here, give me money. He wanted the fame. He wanted, he wanted all the riches, but he didn't want nothing about Jesus. He, wanted, he didn't want to be born again. He, didn't, he, he, was, he wanted the filth of this world. And that's what got him angry. I want the light. Listen. Being, and listen, I don't care who you listen to on the television or nothing. These prosperity preachers, turn them off. I'll tell you the reason why. Because they don't want 
the spiritual side. They want, they want the blessing, but they don't want the born-again experience. You know, get what I'm saying? They want the money. They want the fame. They want, you know, like Esau. They would sell their birthrights to keep what they got. They are doing it. Preaching another gospel. But let me tell you something. Light, in the midst of light, there's hope. The Bible says, and I can't read them. I'm, I'm going to keep it. If you walk in darkness, you'll stumble, right? You ever read that in the scriptures? You walk in the night, you'll stumble because there's no light. But those that walk in the day see the light. See, a Christian sees the light. A Christian knows the light. He, he's drawn to the light. But those that put their head in the sand and say, I can do it without Jesus. I don't really Listen, let me tell you something. You are a fool. If you think you can walk outside the light. Because one day, you're going to die. And if Jesus Christ is not Lord of your life, you're going to be gnashing at teeth. You're going to be in such torment. Because you said, I can do it without the Lord. Oh, I, I like religion. A lot of people like religion. Come on, somebody. Religion is not all bad. But man-made religion is bad. When men, men start making the laws and rules and says, we don't need this holy living, we don't need to repent, we could just, you know, we just belong to the church. That's not true. I'm glad you're here, but, but sitting here don't make you a Christian. Like going to McDonald's don't make you a hamburger, right? I said, going, like going to McDonald's don't make you a hamburger. You're here because you're a Christian. You're here because God called you here to learn, to understand his ways. My Lord, somebody say amen, out or something. <laughs> Let me go to uh, chapter 3 of John. This is the light. John, all the gospels are good, but John has a special meaning because it brings more of the light of God out than any other books, any other uh, gospels. It says in verses uh, 19, Jay, I'm going to have to buy me some new glasses. Glasses don't the way Amen. He says this. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And man loved darkness rather than light. I'm going to shock you. There's not many people going to heaven. Because Jesus said, many are called. All could come. But few are chosen. If you're here today and you're born again, you're chosen. You better, you better cherish it. You better reverence it. You better respect it. Because those that die without the light, those that die without Christ will pay for it for eternity. I, I can't afford that. You can't afford it. You can't afford to die and be eternally tormented by every fear that you ever thought and magnified over and over again. I can't think. And, I, and I, Listen, listen. I, I try to get personal because you, you got to look at what, what we're talking about. You could imagine souls that in hell right now never getting out. My God, never, Lawrence, to see hope. Ne can't even repent. <laughs> It's now is the day of salvation. 
Today is the day. If you're playing with God, don't wait. Now is the day. One day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize and say, Brother Lenny said, now is the day. And I didn't do it. Come on, somebody. Now is the day of salvation. Today is, don't wait. Listen, I look at the world. I said, I don't want nothing to do with it. That world has nothing I want. Seriously, I see the death that's going on. I see the hate and the fighting and the bitterness and the division. Nobody knows what to do, but they all have answers. And nothing get done. You notice that? The Republicans say, we got the right way. The Democrats say, we got the right way. This church say, we got the right way. That church say, we got What is the right way? The light is the way. I only know one way. I don't care what anybody says. If that book doesn't say it, it's not the right way. I'm going to say this, and this is going to end. I might get some people mad at me. If that book doesn't say it, it's not the right way. If a preacher tells you something, go to the Word. And say, wait a minute, uh, all reverence and respect, the Bible don't say that. Oh, you're one of them fundamentalists. Yeah, I am. You're a legalistic Christian. Yeah, I am. I believe in still the old-fashioned way. There's still the way, the old-fashioned way to preach this book. That God, my Lord, God loves you, and he died on that cross for you. That's the light. I don't care what a man says. They have so many preachers out there. I heard one, and I'm not going to name it because it angers me too much. He said he's equal with God now. He's just like God. I said, you're a liar and a blasphemer. And thousands of y'all sit in front of this man every day. Well, whenever they have services, I won't even call it a service. You're God? You're equal with God? I heard it out of his mouth. And they all jump on the, on the equal God. And they all go, one of them said, look, you want to know what God looks like? Look, here he is. He turned himself around like it. Oh, brother, if God looks like you, brother, we're in trouble. My God. There's only one way. <laughs> There's only one light. There's only one hope. And it ain't in you. And it ain't in me. It's in Jesus, right? If you can share that light with somebody, please do. Don't, don't worry about what they're going to say about you. Say, Jesus, I had, had an incident. I was, pre- <laughs> I was dumping some, some material you know, out of my dump truck. And I got off into preaching, man. And look, look, one man got mad at me, bro. He was, I thought, like Boog said, I'm coming home, Lord. <laughs> he was mad. Oh, man. I said, Jesus is the answer. Jesus makes the way. Jesus died for my, oh, he was, by, and he was fussing with me. And the Lord said, don't you stop preaching, boy. <laughs> he said, because he had one little fella, Lawrence, he was right there. He, was, he had his, he was just listening. He was just, he, he was just listening. That nut, that other nut didn't want to hear it, but that one was hearing it. Come on, if you got a guy beat up for a soul, then let, let it be. <laughs> wow. And I just kept preaching. I kept preaching. And I believe today that little fellow was listening is born again, okay? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pray with him. But the gospel went in his heart, all right? He heard the message. How confident are you in your, your faith? When you stand before somebody and you share the gospel, how, how confident are you are in your faith? How much do you believe it? Right? You ever stop and actually say, am I telling them something I, don't, I haven't figured out myself yet? Am I telling them something that I, I don't know fully yet? Let me tell you something. All you have to do is say, Jesus died for my sins. And now I was lost. Now I am found. I was in darkness. Now that's the light. That's the only thing you need to say. 
My heart was destroyed. My life was destroyed. But when Jesus came into my life, it all changed. Hallelujah. Boy, you want to get the devil mad? <laughs> Come on. You want to get him mad? Oh, Jesus came into my life. There's Christians that get beat up every day saying that. But they stand. Don't think you stand unless you fall. Jesus is the light. I'm going to read you one more, two more verses, and I want to share a song with y'all, okay? My glasses let me. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to have to hold them. They're broken. All right, let's go. Let me see where I want to go at now. Uh, hold up. Let me go to my spot. Uh, chapter 9, verse 15 of John. I like John. John, John is quite a book. You know what? You know, if you read the Gospels, you find out that there are four men recording, talking about the same Jesus. But they all, they all got their own flavor on it. Not that the gospel don't change. Watch. I, I heard this years ago, and it's right. Let's just say you go to a, a brand new car comes out, right? Like, like on the assembly line. Man, that thing's shining like a silver dollar, man. You ever saw them automobiles? They put and they turn them around on the big old, they, they spin them around. You ever saw those? And, and there's four guys looking at that car, and they have four different <laughs> ideas about it, right? Matthew is one of them. He comes and he, and Matthew's a family. He, Matthew's writing, if you read the study of the Gospels, his writing is basically dealing with the Jewish people. It's for all of us, but it's, he centers around his family. He was Jew. And he did more to try to convince people that Jesus was from David. If you go read the, the Gospel of Matthew, you find out he starts off with genealogy. Of course, Luke does the same thing, but he basically starts with, with Abraham. And he had to convince the people that Jesus was the son of David. He is the Messiah. He couldn't be the Messiah if he wasn't linked up to the Jewish people. All right? He couldn't be the Messiah if he wasn't an heir to David or Abraham. So he looks at that car. Brazen, he looks at it. He's looking for a family car. Right? And there comes Mark. <laughs> Mark's ministry basically was to convince the Romans. If you ever study that long enough, you find out he's convincing the Romans. that He demonstrates more of the power of Jesus. Because the Romans wouldn't believe if they didn't see power. They didn't see evidence of his power. So he, Mark goes with any, and he looks at the car and says, he's looking for something with power. Something with power. It had, to, it had to have power. There comes Luke. Luke's a businessman. Apparently Luke was a physician. If you ever read the book of Acts. He looks at it, Lawrence, and he's, and he's a business. How, how could this car or this vehicle better my business? So he's looking at it on a business perspective, okay? But there comes John. <laughs> Look, he gets, opens the hood, and he listens to that engine. He wants to know what makes it tick. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Watch. He wants to know what, what makes that car run. What's the strength of that, that vehicle? See, that's, that, that's the difference. They're all this gospel. They're all, they're all Holy Ghost. They're all part of the Lord. But John listens to it. He wants to know what's making that motor run. And when you see things, 
Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Listen, a lost person can't understand that. The world doesn't, how can a man be born? Even Nicodemus, he was a, he was a Jewish teacher in Israel. A Pharisee, a top dog in his religion. And he said, how can this be? He said, are you a teacher in Israel? You don't even know this? Nicodemus could quote the first five books of the Bible by heart. And most of the prophets. But he was lost. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? We think because somebody got a collar on, somebody wears a big old three-piece suit, and they stand behind a pulpit, they must be born again. No. Come on. Then he said, how could this thing be? When a man, can a man be born when he's old? And listen, Jesus said, are you a teacher in Israel? You don't even know this? You are a, you are a teacher. You are a Pharisee. You're on the top notch of the ladder, man. You don't know this? Because Nicodemus was lost. But he got born again, though. He's one of them that took, uh, with the other one that buried Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea. I believe Nicodemus came to Christ, but he wasn't saved when Jesus met him. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Verse is, what I said, verse uh, 15? Or well, 5, huh? Uh, that's good. As long as I'm in the world, verse 5 of chapter 9, I am the light of the world. See, Jesus right now, when we look at the light, we look at the, he is here. He's in heaven and sitting on the right hand of God the Father. But his spirit is here. See, he, he was talking to the disciples. He said, as long as I'm here, I'm the light. You look to me, okay? And that, that, that has never changed. For us, we have to look to the light. The lighthouse, the beacon. So when we look to Jesus, we see everything that matters. I'm going to tell you right now, nothing else matters but Jesus. My light and my decisions have to come based on Jesus' word and his light. When you're going to make it with the Lord, you're going to have to accept this one thing. You cannot do it without the word of God. That is the light. Without the light, you're not going to make it. I'm going to share something that touched me this week. I was praying. And I told Janice that I was, I was in my little corner, like I do in the morning. And I started seeing him. I can't say I saw him physically, okay? But in my spirit. And all I heard, I saw Jesus sitting at the right hand of God the Father. My God. I saw Jesus sitting on the right hand of God. You read the book of Acts, you learn Stephen got Stephen for making Stephen got stoned for making that same remark. I saw Jesus. And I was praying, and it just kept coming up in me. I said, I, saw, I, see, I gotta see Jesus sitting on the right hand of God. And it went over and over again in my spirit. I saw Jesus sitting. On the right hand of God, I was weeping, man. Listen, I was just crying. I said, God, that's how I want to know you. And you know, nothing else mattered when that happened to me. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> you know what mattered to me when that happened? I'm going to be honest with you. I just saw people that I knew that, that wasn't saved. 
And my heart started breaking. I was crying out for my children. I was crying out for my grandchildren. I was crying out for them, man. I said, God saved them. Hallelujah. I don't care. Listen, I don't care where they come from. I don't care what creed they carry. God saved them. I see Jesus. <laughs> my Lord, are you listening to me this morning? I saw Jesus sitting on the right hand of God. Close your Bible. How important is Jesus to you this morning? When you leave this church this morning, are you taking the light with you? Listen, it's just, it's not, the light is not meant to stay here. It's to go with you, right? This is, a, this is a, a hospital, spiritually, hospital. It's there to heal you spiritually. But you, the message that you hear there is not to just to stay there and say, oh, that was a good message, brother. You got to carry it with you. You got to carry it out of this church. About a month ago, this song came to my heart, and I just couldn't stop singing. I played over and over. I guess it's going to stop one day. But it's just, it was in my heart. Leloy, come meet me a little while. Let's, let's, let's do what we did. Come on, Jane, you sing with me. Somebody said, Jesus is my lighthouse. And I love the song because it's a message, right? I have to find the lighthouse. Am I going to fight against it like that ship? <laughs> Man driving that ship? Huh? Jesus is saying, listen, you turn. No, you turn, Jesus. <laughs> no, you turn. <laughs> huh? Bear with me, praise God. There's a lighthouse on a hillside that looks over life sea. When I'm tossed, it sends out a light that I might see. And the light shines in the darkness will safely lead me o'er. If it wasn't for that lighthouse, this ship would sail no more. Now everybody that lives around us says tear that old lighthouse down for the big ships don't sail that way anymore no use to have it hang around then my mind goes back to a stormy day when I just in time I saw the light if it wasn't for that old lighthouse standing on the hill I thank God for the lighthouse I owe my life to him Jesus is the lighthouse
This is kind of reminds me. I'm like, I'm a, I just want to I put this in there. The anchor holds when the ship is battered. The anchor holds though the sails are torn. face
Jesus is the lighthouse and from the rocks of sin he has shown his light around me that I clearly see come on now Amen. Let's raise our hand and thank God for Jesus. Amen.